I can't tell you how little I did today and how amazing it was. Tell me about it. Well, let's see. I made breakfast. And I ate it. And I watched Rudger Hauer movies. And then I did go to the store, so that was a big deal, to buy supplies for hot dogs. And then I made an eight set hot dogs. And, uh, yeah, now I'm uh, sitting here drinking a beer. Sounds like a solid day. Oh, it's a great Sunday. <clears throat> oh, God. I feel rested and ready to attack. I went to... I woke up at 3.30 this morning. Went to work. <laughs> I had approximately four calls the entire day. Three of which were toilet calls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> now I'm here. Oh, God. That's got to be the majority of calls, right? Uh, it's mainly toilets and the sinks backing up. Oof. But you then, think it's, is your is your building relatively old? You think it's that's yeah, the cause it's, of it? Yeah, it's from like, I think it was built in the, like, 91. So, mm-hmm. like, like, the HVAC systems in the rooms, they're from 1991. Sure. So, you know, if, like, our boiler kicks on, all the hot water valves get stuck. If it fucking if it shuts off, all the cold water valves get stuck. It's like okay, Ugh. it's a nightmare. I hate my life. Anyway, I hate my life. Ah, the joys of adulthood. Yeah, being an adult <laughs> sucks. Well, you would know, Shane. You've been an adult for like a century longer than the rest of us. I fuck you. Shane here, I just, all I hear is rumbling from his side, and like yeah, that yeah, me me rolling a fag I can't can't tell you what the, the, like I just finished editing the previous episode, literally minutes before we started recording this one I just gave up, and I'm like, fuck it the the crinkling is staying, I can't get rid of it and I'm, I'm not even gonna fucking try I was like, oh, it was so loud. There's nothing I could do. Well, all I'm going to say to you is, fuck it. <laughs> I have tried before to like do the pre-rolled thing, but then I just smoked them way too fucking quickly. What if I buy you some cigarettes? <laughs> I, don't smoke, and... I don't smoke them. I smoke hand-rolled cigarettes, you see. Oh, buy, yeah. he's buy... one of those. To buy packs of cigarettes is fucking expensive. So yeah, it is. Yeah. So hand rolling cigarettes, um, it works out cheaper in the long run. And go on. No, it just works out cheaper in the long run. And I get a lot more tobacco for what I pay for. A pack of cigarettes would last me a day. Can I t- can I convince you to use like a bong or something? Dude, I don't smoke weed. You could put tobacco in it. No, you couldn't. I've tried. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that would probably make you sick though, too. Yeah, it would. Taking it a did. giant hit and I have like all this tobacco. And then... What about a pipe? Those are classic. Yeah, get a pipe. All right, we fixed it. Problem solved. Done. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, fuck you, everybody. Good night. Yes. 
can't can't so, smoke pre-rolled cigarettes. Has to drink tea from a kettle. Jesus. Don't drink. Has tea. to drink tea. Don't drink, drink tea from, from a kettle. kettle. Fuck's sake. Just tilt it up and pour it down your guzzle. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Mike. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh man, we are we are on it today. I can already tell. Yeah. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Alright, let's get this going, because I'm ready, to, I'm ready to roll, boys. I don't know about you. Sure. There's the excitement I'm looking for. Woohoo! All right, everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode number 74, with the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, and joining me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. I just realized I always say, as always, and it's never it's usually never the case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, as always. <laughs> so, always, how we doing today? I'm all right. I'm shitty. <laughs> all right and shitty. Great. <laughs> what? One out of two ain't bad. So on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Uh, if you want to get us get a hold of us on G- on email, our email address is all you need is bloodpod at gmail Facebook group all you need is blood. Uh, the Instagram account all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's probably on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, some other podcasting thing. Uh, just type in all you need is blood, subscribe, like, comment, and do whatever else you have to do. And listen to us. Uh, eh, I mean, if you well, want. I mean, yeah. Maybe you can if you want, but, you know, it's it's always worth what, it. What you could do, though, would be really cool. Just hit play, like, even if you're going to sleep. Just, yeah, like, just leave your thing. Yeah, just leave it running. Yeah, leave it running. You don't have to listen to us, really. <laughs> you know, it's just like we all drone on, so uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That would be wonderful bedtime listening. Of course. So, Shane, what have you been up to recently? Anything good? Last week, I got my tattoo finished. Yep. Um, my Michael Myers and Laurie Strode piece, and it's healing very, very well. It's itching at the moment because the hair is starting to grow back, so that's kind of fucking irritating. Um, I have been buying myself clothing and I have been buying more vinyl and, um, lots of music and, uh, you know, just generally chilling out, enjoying myself, seeing some friends. I went to a gig last night, saw my band, my friend's band, Bastard, um, and they were really cool. Uh, very loud. My ears were ringing this morning when I woke up. Still, um, I've uh, that was very subtle. <laughs> it sounded like you were in the next room. Like. <laughs> uh, that was that was very subtle. That was almost. I wanted to un- sneak it in there. I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah, um, yeah. I went to a new restaurant this week called Coast to Coast where they specialize in American-style burgers. 
I'm sorry. Hmm. That is all right. <laughs> a bit pricey for what it was, though. So what, what American-style burger did you have, Shane? I, ha <laughs> I had a barbecue macaroni cheeseburger. Okay, and where's that supposed to be from? Uh, I don't fucking know. I actually had a really, I had a really good barbecue mac and cheese cheeseburger from uh, in Nashville one time. Yeah. So maybe from Tennessee. Possibly. Sure. Um, let's call it Tennessee. Yeah, it had. Yeah, it had sure. the beef, had the beef patty on it. It had a pile of macaroni cheese. It had some bacon on it, lettuce, tomato, and lots of barbecue sauce on top. So an American cheeseburger for you guys is just a whole bunch of extra shit. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and the sort of the portions are a lot smaller than what you guys have. What? How do you know that? I've seen the fuckers on diners, drive-throughs, <laughs> and dives, or whatever the fuck it is. Hey, don't don't talk shit about Guy Fieri, all right? My buddy <sighs> just met Guy Fieri at a Slipknot concert. What? <laughs> How does that ring your bell? I heard he's a dick in real life, then I hear he's really nice, so I don't know. I don't know. He was smiling in the picture with my friends. So. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I've just been like buying lots of music. Um, today, I think I'll, I'll just drop this bombshell in. Um, Arrow Video have just announced that Nightbreed is finally getting a Region 2 release on Blu-ray. Sweet, like all five people are going to be excited for that. <laughs> After I spent all that money sending you that copy of Nightbreed from fucking... <laughs> yeah. That was only, what, three years ago? Oh, yeah. Wait, so who's doing this change at Arrow? Arrow, yeah. Oh. Um, so now they're just taking Scream Factory shit instead of the other way around. <laughs> it, used to, yeah. it used to just be Scream Factory stealing Arrow's releases. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're um, also releasing a pretty badass American Werewolf in London set. Yeah, I, it's uh, it's pretty sweet looking. I may have to pick that up. Oh, I've got too many copies. I cannot get another one. That's what I was like, saying. That's it. I've already got a Blu-ray. Like, what do you? What else do you want from me? That's it. Yeah, but um, oh, you know what? I did just get in as you're mentioning these uh, Scream Factory and whatnot. Was um, uh, the what the hell is that stupid one? Humanoids of the Deep. <laughs> On Blu-ray, oh my god, dude! I cannot wait to watch this. It's got a new 4K transfer. I'm like so excited. <laughs> Continue, Shane. I'm sorry, yes, I interrupted. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically, I didn't look at the specs, but I just went Nightbreed Blu-ray limited edition out October 28th, and I was just like, oh sure, just click on the pre-order right now, um, because it's Nightbreed and it's awesome. I love it. So. Uh, yeah, so that's out, that's out October 28th. There's a, I did look on the website. Um, there's a few new releases I've got coming out. I didn't really look. I was just like blinkers on Nightbreed is coming out to buy on Blu-ray Region 2. So I'm having that. Um, and that's about it, really. Uh, not much else. But, yeah, lots of vinyl. I spent a lot of money at Waxwork last week. So, um, yeah, again, I blame Mike for that, for the vinyl influx in my life. Um, no still, problem. That's all right. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's about it. You know, just been chilling out. I just had dinner around at my niece's a little while ago. Um, that was kind of funny because she's like almost eight months pregnant and um, in <clears throat> a strangely odd mood, as in she's really perky. She's not screaming and shouting at everybody because she's pregnant, which is unusual. Jeez, Shane. Yeah. 
Anything else about pregnant ladies you want to get us in trouble with? No. If I was going to get some, if I was going to talk about pregnant ladies, I'd get my niece round, get her to talk on the podcast and tell you what it was like with the cramps and all that shit. Did you say reach around? No. Get my niece <laughs> around. Oh, I legitimately thought you said a reach around. Fuck's sake, Mike! What's on your mind? Reach arounds. <laughs> reach arounds. <laughs> Jeebus. Holy crap! So, Mike, what else have you been doing? Uh, Besides reach arounds. <laughs> well, not much. Um, I'm doing. I'm still doing my 365 days of horror, so that's still going. I'm on uh, movie number. Well, 28 will be today, and uh, 26 days. Yeah. Um. Oh, let's see. Let's see. The new Two Mold album is really, really good. It's a band that only sings about. Oh, their lyrics are heavily influenced by Dark Souls and Bloodborne and stuff. Really? Yeah, they're a very cool band. Their last album, uh, I forget the name of it. Well, that was okay, but like this one, I, I really enjoy. It's called Planetary Clairvoyance, and it's very, very good. Um,. I've been listening to uh, this one band called Spiritus Mortis. It's a doom metal band. Uh, they had the lead singer from Reverend Bazaar. None of you really know who they are, but I've been listening to them. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Iron Maiden lately because I've been reviewing all of their albums on this one website I go to. Hmm. And uh, I gotta say, and it really sucks to say, but I think Iron Maiden's kind of overrated. Hooray! Nah. <laughs> nah. I, I, I do. Like, okay, like, The Number of the Beast is, like, one of my all-time favorite albums ever. And I fucking love that album. And then it's like you can skip a few, and then it goes to Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. And it's like, oh that's God, really good. I love good. that one. I just, I honestly feel like only two of their albums. Because so, I've only, I've reviewed the first, like, eight I think I mm -hmm. just I forget the last one I uh, reviewed, but um, yeah, it's just I don't know, man. It's just like I feel like they don't really do much for me. Like I gave no prayer for the dying. I just I just reviewed. So I've reviewed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them. And like the two highest ones were Number of the Beast and um, Seven Son of Seven Son. The first couple are pretty good. But then, like, Peace of Mind, Power Slave, and Somewhere in Time just are just okay to me. And I'm sorry to say that. I really am. Like, I honestly just started reviewing their albums because it's like, I've only really listened to Number of the Beast and Seven Son of a Seven Son. And, like, I just, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. Like, the lyrics are written pretty sloppily. They repeat a shitload in their albums. Like, ugh. Dickinson is just like singing too quickly. He's like trying to like catch up to the the music, and it's just like I don't know. Obviously, I'm a very minority here, but that's that's what that's that's what I've been doing with that. And that's what that's what you've been doing with your life, <laughs> shitting on Iron Maiden. <laughs> I know, like I'm not really like I get, their albums like average. Like uh, their first album, I gave 79, percent which is not bad. Second, What's that, Killers? Uh, Iron Maiden. Oh, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. Killers, Not I gave it 76. Okay. And Number of the Beast, I gave it 90, because I love it. Sure. And then Peace of Mind, I gave it 70. Power Slave is 73. Somewhere in Time, I gave it 65. 
and then Seven Son of I a... I don't even know that one. I can't, is, was there any big songs off that one? Uh, Somewhere, Somewhere in Time, time had uh, Wasted Years. Okay, I like that song. And that's... They talk about dinosaurs in one of them, so that's cool. <laughs> and then Seven Son of a Seven Son, I gave an 81, because I enjoyed that. Yeah. But then No Prayer for the Dying kind of sucks. Then I gave yeah. that, like, a 55. Seventh Son, yeah. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son has uh, the All That Men Do... Which I like. Oh my god, I love that song. Yeah, and also Can I Play With Madness. Yeah, and it's like, what I liked about that album is because like slowed it down and made it catchy, but like the lyrics are written pretty well, and everything yeah. flows really, really well. As in the mm. previous albums, they're like, the, the the music's super fast, and Dickinson is like trying to keep up. He's like, ah, da, 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 da. it's like, wow. And here he's like slowing it down. It's a little more catchy and a little, flows a little bit better. But that's for another Iron Maiden podcast. But um, <laughs> that's for our Iron Maiden cast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's this band that broke up recently called Call of the Void, which I never really listened to before. But um, they they broke up, and on their band camp they were selling their vinyl for like five dollars. So I bought uh, their newest record, a band exclusive. For five bucks, and then they had a cassette for six dollars and sixty-six cents, and I was like, I'm gonna need both of those. I, I listened to them. I was like, Yeah, hey, they're not that bad. This sucks they broke up, but you know, I'm gonna profit from this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I've been uh, watching Rutger Hauer films and listening to Two Mold and Iron Maiden and going to work and uh, doing homework and living living the dream, fellas. No. I gotta look up that tomb mold. I want. I want to hear some bloodborne it's, music. See, tomb mold is pretty like death metal, like death metal, death metal. So I mean, oh, okay. if you don't really, it's gonna have the really guttural vocals. If you like, sure. if you like older school uh, like metal, like doom metal, like old Sabbath and uh, like Candlemass and shit like that, I would recommend uh, that Spiritus Mortis band. And they, uh, the one album that I've been listening to a lot is uh, the Year Is One. It's called. That came out in 2016, I want to say. So there, I mean, it's it's more like clean vocals and everything, but it has the lead singer, uh, Reverend Bazaar, who is like really, really good on vocals. So I would uh, check check those guys out if you can. Oh, yeah, I've been listening to the new Rammstein. I don't like it at all. No? No, it's like, I feel like they just, like, I know Rammstein is like out there already. But yeah. like the new album is just like way too out there. I just feel like they granted right. I've only listened to it like once or twice, but I just could not get into it to save my life. Yeah, that's Ooh. fair. And no. I I love Ramstein. Like everything yeah. they do, I like, fucking love. Their last album, which I refuse to pronounce, is like really <laughs> awesome. It's got like every song is just great. And on this <clears> one it's like they're talking about like puppies and shit on one of them. I'm like, I don't care what the <laughs> the like the background what they're actually singing about. It's just I just don't find it good. But the last album they released did have Pussy on it, and that track is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, oh, I know that song. <laughs> oh, I know that song. <laughs> the video, basically, the video. If I remember correctly, I posted the video of that, or someone posted the video of that on UHM in the. It was uh, it was banned on release the video yeah. because of um, they had body doubles posing as Ramstein being porn stars, right? <clears throat> and it was full on sex. It was basically it, you had to click on a link uh, 
to go to this porn site in order to watch the Ramstein video because it wasn't anywhere else. And I can remember watching the video and laughing my fucking ass off at it because the lyrics alone were hilarious anyway. <laughs> but the video is like it was proper full on hardcore porn. Good for them. <laughs> I want to yeah. like get that level of power and money, and I can just do porn for a music video. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hire somebody to pretend to have my cock. Because yeah. <laughs> that was also the album they released. This is a funny story, actually. A friend of mine, Paul Curtis, I am naming and shaming him. Um, his wife bought him the limited edition box set of their last album, and it came in a flight case with handcuffs, lube, and six dildos designed on the members of Ramstein. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's being, yeah, a fan. Yeah. there's being a fan, and then there's being a really special fan. So it was, um, every time I see him, I keep ribbing him for it. I was like, you didn't really, I said, you didn't really get it for your wife, did you? I mean, you got it for you, didn't you? He's like, fuck off, Shane. Apparently, so, yeah, she's not, apparently she's he's ribbing himself, fan. too. but it's fucking that was just really funny when he told me that because I remember seeing it in HMV and basically the staff were told they were not allowed to open it in front of minors (laughs) (laughs) that's funny Oh, so let's see what have I been doing recently Uh, I I was playing a little Borderlands the night before last um, the first one just because I don't know, uh, so that was fun. Um, I've been reading some Hulk comics, Incredible Hulk from the early uh, no, it's from the early two thousands. That's what it was. That's what it is. Um, and and some of the storylines are pretty decent. They get like really dark, and they involve you know he's like super depressed because his girlfriend has been murdered, and he doesn't want to seek vengeance, but then he realizes his multiple personality disorder that he has, one of his personalities gave forgiveness, but he never did, so that he wants to get vengeance. And it gets, like, super weird and dark, but one of the craziest, like, plot lines in it is Bruce Banner gets ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. And he's dying, so he's like, oh, I'm gonna die. The only way I don't die is if I turn into the Hulk, because the Hulk doesn't have ALS. But he doesn't want to do that because then the Hulk destroys everything around him. So there's this whole big plot where he has to, like, come to terms with the Hulk. And he has multiple Hulks in his head that he has transformed into over the years. And um, it gets to one point where he meets up with one of his old enemies that knows how to cure ALS. But he won't. He'll only tell him if the Hulk stands by him, holds his hand, and watches him die. And you're like, what the fuck? You're like, yeah, this is fucking... This is getting crazy. So he Banner does it. The guy dies and leaves him with the cure for ALS, which he then has to take to uh, Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four, because it's, like, super scientific and all this shit. Takes it to him, and essentially the cure they had for ALS was they they have to take... Reed Richards has to come up with this weird drill to be able to drill into the Hulk and then they send Ant-Man in and he shrinks down to the size of DNA and removes chunks of Bruce Banner's DNA and in place of it puts in some other DNA to like cure him and then uh, at at the end you know Ant-Man comes back out and they're like oh wow he's like that was crazy you know I don't know how you came up with that where did you get this extra DNA to put in and um, Mr. Fantastic's like oh it it was 
from his father. And Ant-Man's like, wow, your father must have been, like, a really great guy to be willing to, like, give up something for you. And then it shows, like, throughout the whole comic series, over the course of, like, two years while he has ALS, they keep flashing this gravestone, um, sort of, like, as an ominous thing showing up. And it says, like, you know, here rest Banner. And then, like, finally it shows up, and it's his father's name. And it was flashing back to when they dug up his father's grave to pull out the DNA because his father was an abusive asshole who, like, like went out and, like, slapped around Banner and raped his mom and, like, a whole bunch of crazy shit. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so fucking dark. But the craziest part is at the very end of the comic, Bruce Banner turns to the reader and goes, ALS is a serious disease and there is no cure. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's turned into a G.I. Joe episode. Oh, like, holy Lord. shit. <laughs> it was so crazy. Such a weird, weird fucking comic, but I loved it. I love when it gets, like, you get shit that you never expect coming. Like, I don't expect that from a Hulk comic. I expect him to, like, turn into the Hulk and be like, Hulk smash! Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Um, other than that, I mean, not too much. Been watching movies. Mostly Rutger Hauer. I did watch something... Shit. Uh, Castle Rock. I'm almost finished with season one, but I fell asleep in, like, the last episode. So now I gotta go back and watch that. Uh, of the first season. How is so. that? Uh, I'm really liking it, but it's not... Each episode is kind of unique, that they, they they either focus on a different style of storytelling, or they focus on a specific character or characters. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's this... It's It starts off and it's the same story for the first five or six episodes, but then after that, each one is like really unique and weird. Like They had one with Sissy Spacek that was fucking mind-blowing it was so crazy it involved like different time periods of her life and she has dementia when she's older and then it flashes back to before she has dementia and she could feel it onsetting and she starts using like um the, these chess pieces that she places around the house to keep, to get her to remember things and there's like this weird um her first husband is, like, evil, and it keeps flashing back and forth to before and after he's dead, but, like, you don't really know what timeline it is until it pans out away from her face, and you can see who's around her, and you're like, oh, okay, this is when her son was little. Oh, this is when her son's an adult. Oh, this is her grandson. So it's, like, it's a, it's a nutso uh, uh, series, and, and all the episodes are kind of not similar to that. That's the most unique one, but they're, like... I just watched one about a, a couple of serial killers that take over a house because they want to turn it into a and b based on serial killers, and then they start killing people. <laughs> That's pretty it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I mean, if you're a Stephen King fan, it's worth watching, but I think if you're not... I mean, like, Elisa doesn't read Stephen King, but she seems to be enjoying it. So, yeah, maybe it's worth a shot. But let's see what else has been going on, fellas. We had some more trailers this week. Uh, did you get a chance to watch any of those, Mike? Uh, probably not. Well, I know Shane watched some of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what you sent me. <laughs> okay, so um, did you watch a trailer for Zombieland 2? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> so you're not excited about it? I didn't like the first one. I just really, yeah, I thought it was way too overhyped. Man, I hate sounding cynical. Like no matter what we talk about, I just bash on it. I don't mean to, you know. I just I really tried going into Zombieland originally, you know, with an open mind. I was like, cool, this looks cool, and then opened up with Metallica. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking love this movie, and um, you didn't love it. I didn't love it. 
and I just I thought it was just like too much of a cash grab for like the zombie thing of the time, the zombie fad. And I'm, I really don't like Jesse Eisenberg and him talking about like how to kill a zombie. It's like shut up. What do you know? You're Mark Zuckerberg. Stick with that. You're Lex Luthor. <laughs> stick with that. Don't don't no don't stick with Lex Luthor. Don't listen. To <laughs> I'd rather him, him get be away Lex from Luthor that than be in horror movies. <laughs> I just didn't like it. I just thought everything was really like dumb. Like, oh, you these are the rules. You got to do this and that. It's like, shut up. I, I love Twinkies. Fuck off. <laughs> How about you, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> I am quite excited for it because um, I love Zombieland. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. It, the trailer just looked funny. It looked kind of funny. It's got the humor in there. And the fact they're in the White House just cracked me up so much. Yeah, I do admit I this, this looks better than the original one for me. Well, I'm. Ha- Can I say my my favorite part of the new trailer is the opening of the trailer when it goes Academy Award winner Woody Harrelson, yeah, Academy Award winner Emma Stone, yeah. Academy Award winner Jesse Eisenberg, and then it just boom, 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 zombies being blown away, Zombie Land Two. <laughs> I thought that was a great fucking intro. But uh, I, I'm excited for it because uh, yeah. it looks really dumb, and I think that's fine. Lean into it. You know, you don't have to make a yeah. serious movie. It's also got um, Rosario Dawson in this one, hasn't it? And mm-hmm. um, who? Are, oh, what's his fucking name? Was that Luke Wilson at the yeah, end? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Luke Wilson. Um. Oh, who else was in it? Fuck's sakes! I can't remember who it was now, but. It looks highly entertaining, and I've got a thing for Emma Stone anyway, so I'm just sure. looking forward to seeing Emma Stone. And there was that scene in the trailer with the uh, with the little sister where she says, "So, do you have any weed?" And the driver of the car says, "Do I look like I have some weed?" And it's like, "Hey!" and pulls up a fucking great big bag of weed. Yeah, stoner humor. Yeah, yeah I get it. I, I just I don't know. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Zombie Land too. As someone who used to be a stoner, I got that humor. So yeah. Oh, can I can I just interject real quick? Yep. I uh, saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yesterday morning, and it was phenomenal. Oh yeah, I loved it. I'm a, a like a real quick like real little rundown review since we're talking about other things. But um, I'm a big Tarantino fan, and. This, like, goes right back to his roots of, like, Pulp Fiction. Because he does, like, various narratives. Goes different stories that, like, intertwine. And he hasn't really done that in a long, long time. Um, and it really worked here. And I'm seeing a lot of people, like, being upset by it. Seeing the plot's a mess. But it's, like, classic Tarantino. It's, like, what made him popular. Yeah. Um, it's very lengthy. It's, like, two and a half hours long. Um... But it's really funny, and Leo, I, I don't even like Leo DiCaprio. I, I think he's, like, an okay actor, but he's great in Wolf of Wall Street and Revenant and all that, but, like, I just never seen him as, like, this amazing actor, and this, he's great. He's amazing. Hmm. And Brad Pitt's really good, too, and Margot Robbie is, is just kind of, like, in the movie. She just doesn't really do much, but other than that, this movie's, like, I would, I would go see it again even though it was like almost three hours long yeah so how was how was that guy that played bruce lee you know um, this is gonna be like a minor spoiler but it's not 
Um, they made, I don't I don't know why, but they made Bruce Lee. He's only in that one scene. Oh, really? Yeah, and they made him a dick. Huh. And I don't know why. I, I, I get it that this is like a fairy tale Hollywood thing, hence the name, Once Upon a Time. But, like, they made him like a dick. And I, what the hell? And I, and I, oh, then I, and like, I don't get why they, why they really did that. I mean, it kind of, I don't know, that kind of bugged me, but it, he did a really good job with it. Like, even Charles Manson's in it for like a minute. So, like, actually, Charles Manson? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. No, but in the trailer, they, you know, you see him like waving and everything. It makes yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. he's going to be in it more, but he's not. Huh. That's weird. Yeah, the Bruce Lee's like one scene. Charles Manson's like a minute long. But this is really focused on Leo and Brad Pitt. And I guess partly Margot Robbie, but she doesn't really do much. But I like it's really good. I would go see it again. And if you're a, like a Tarantino fan, you'll you really like the movie. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to be all over that. Show. Yeah. So sweet. I'm going to I'm going to start watching foot fetish porn just to get ready. <laughs> you're not like, going to like want to. You're not going to like the the foot fetish porn in this one. There's a lot of hippie. Oh no. So. <laughs> Got to get warmed up to it. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, uh, the uh, so aside from that, the other trailer um well, there's a couple more we had to talk about. Uh Gwen, did you see this trailer, Shane? Yeah, it looks weird. It does look really weird. Yeah. Uh, I think you might be interested in this one, Mike. It has a very A24 aesthetic, and I, I know that doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. Oh, when I totally I say know that. what you mean. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, um, you, I have no idea what's going on in the fucking movie. Gwen, uh, but J yeah. or G W E N? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, it says it was made last year. Maybe I don't know. The trailers are out now. Yeah, it's coming out on August 16th here. Oh, okay. So, it looks weird, it looks interesting, um, and it looks really atmospheric, which um, I've been into recently, so I, I think I definitely want to check this one out. What do you think, Shane? Mm, I might watch it. I don't know. It's just, I just, like you, I was like, what the fuck is going on with this? I just have no clue. And Yeah, and I, I kind of like that. I like not knowing everything about a fucking movie. So, yeah, like they did yeah, with that good. one trailer for, um, like, how that woman gets married to that guy and they're trying to kill her. Which one? Uh, the, the trailer that's out now, I forget the name of the movie, but, like, she marries a guy and the family's trying to kill her and she has to escape before uh, sunrise. Oh, yeah, that that looks I, quite interesting, that is. I can't it, remember what the fucking name of it is, though. Yeah, it looks interesting, but they give the... Like almost the entire movie away in the trailer, and I'm like forced to watch it because I saw it from Midsummer, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I don't really want to watch this now. It looks good, but it's like they, they give way too much away in the trailers now, and I'm I'm forced to only watch one trailer and call it quits. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, oh, I already saw that. I know what happens. Yeah, it's annoying. So I think though the trailer for the new, uh, at least I guess this is the final trailer for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is out. That looks good. And that does I look think good. it looks good. It's like a what is it? PG thirteen or PG? I think it's PG thirteen. Which means and it will be a twelve certificate in the UK. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm like, holy shit! This actually looks like interesting. It has like scary been... visuals, which is yeah. exactly how the novel was, as far as yeah. I remember. 
yeah, Del Toro's involved. I'm sure he had a little hand in the art design of the movie, so it's going to look great. I don't know. I think it looks fucking awesome. Yep. So that one I'm excited for. And then the last one, I know, Shane, you are pumped for this, is Hoax. Yeah, right. How excited are you for Hoax? <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's Hoax? Just dead silence. Hey, Adrian Barbeau's in it. It's a killer Bigfoot movie. Oh, I'm down for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Wait till you see this trailer. Mike. We don't have it enough is... Bigfoot movies out there. That's true. This looks bananas. It looks like the best Bigfoot movie since Abominable. I don't know. Night of the Demon is really good. Well, that was in the 80s. Abominable was in the 2000s. Was it? I didn't see that. Uh, it had, uh, what's the guy's name? Mr. Schloop from uh, Summer, uh, Summer School. There's there's an abominable movie that's animated coming out. A magical no. yeti must return to his family. <laughs> Watch the original, not the remake. <laughs> it's about a big for that eats people's heads. I, I think, think Lance Henriksen's in the beginning. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> no, but this movie looks so dumb. It's about a group of people that are going out to find Bigfoot. And I, from what I understand, you know, it's one of those trailers where it's all quick clips. You don't, you don't get to see a whole lot of what's going on. I think that someone is perpetrating a hoax that there's a Bigfoot out there, but then a Bigfoot actually shows up and starts killing people. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Shane, why I'm aren't fucking, you excited for that? I don't know. Why would I be? That <laughs> oh, sounds awesome. Don't you got Bigfoots in the UK? No, we have the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, they don't. That that brings a good question. Like we see, we hear about Bigfoot in like America, but you know they got to have some big feet in over there and across the pond too, right? There are some kind of myth things. Um, I think the best one is the Black Panther of the Norfolk Broads, that apparently is regularly seen, and there is lots of people saying, "Oh, a Black Panther came into our campsite and stole our." cranberries or whatever the fuck it is you know it just like people just make up shit and cranberries like, why yeah, the hell would they have cranberries i don't fucking know it was just a rhetorical thing man do you have the <laughs> mothman over there too no the mothman no mothman that's just isn't that just in jersey is that anywhere else no the mothman's been seen all over the place dude really i could, i thought it was just jersey no, Jersey has enough problems going for it. I think I think, <laughs> I, I think Mothman the, needs get, to branch out a little bit. You know? They got the Jersey Devil, um, the whole Pine Barren situation. I guess that's kind of the Jersey Devil, but Jersey I thought that's Shore. what the Mothman was too. Jersey Shore also a problem. You got Snooky who's running amok. <laughs> the fuck is Snooky? <laughs> Poor Jersey getting taken down yeah i'm i'm watching hoax i don't care what you say shane and you're gonna watch is hoax that too. is that getting like a wide release i hope so no i'm remembering the trailer at the end of the trailer it says releasing on demand and vod Ray. yeah so no it's not getting oh a wide no release. brian thompson's in it exactly i rest my fucking case <laughs> oh i don't know about that I think he was Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He was also oh, yes. he was also the chauffeur in um, Fright Night Two. But he's in Nights he's Night Slasher in Cobra and he's Brock in Dragonheart. Also true. But he's also Buffalo Bob and Joe Dirt. So I'll watch it. The, 
These are all positive things, Mike, you're saying. <laughs> Every one of these. Uh, not Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation. He was pretty <laughs> Come on, when he morphs into the three-headed dragon at the end. Yeah, those those effects really hold up now. Uh, dude, I remember seeing that in a the movie theater. It was epic. No, it wasn't. We were horrified. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the main topic here. So, uh, earlier this week, Rutger Hauer, or I guess it wasn't earlier this week, the news broke this week that yeah. Rutger Hauer passed away. Uh, apparently he passed away like a week or two before. He passed away on the 19th of July. Right. Yeah. And it was announced on Tuesday, which was a bit of a shocker. Um, no word on how he passed away as yet, but um, obviously he'd been battling a short, uh, he'd had a short illness. And as a result, we lost him. We lost one of the finest actors in the world. Yeah, he's got a lot of great movies under under his belt. Uh, also, some terrible ones, too. Mm-hmm. Very but, much so. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about both. So I thought we, we, we could take a look at Rutger Hauer's career, maybe talk about a few of his movies, see what you guys think thought about him. Uh, so let's see. He started his career... Uh, with one of my favorite directors uh, in a movie called Turkish Delight, which I assume is about some sort of candy nougat. Obviously, I mean, yes. Yeah, right. It, 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 that's the only thing it can be. What else would it be about? It's like a jelly. Uh, never... Turkish Delight is a jelly. Oh, is it? I yeah. thought it was more of a nougat. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> so Well, we got that squared away. Great. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Uh, I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. Um, I'm going to send you I some. Par- no, I know. I don't need the candy, Shane. I- <laughs> I'm talking about the movie. Yeah, alright. I was <laughs> going to say, send I'll you send you some Turkish Delight. Is there, like, is he eating Turkish Delight in the movie? Is it about him making it? Oh, it's about him making it? Come on, Shane, help us out here. You know all about Turkish Delight. No, I don't know all about Turkish Delight. The film. Um- <laughs> I've never seen it, so I'm really lost right now. Like, I don't it's know if you're like around. It's kind of like a jelly. <laughs> I'm picturing Rutger Hauer, like, making Turkish Delight in some bad I am now as well in some fucking weird, bizarre way. Just, I'm glad I started I'm, this. I'm just going to fucking shut up now. Fuck it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that was a bad joke dragged out way too long. So, uh... What really broke his career, I think we can all agree, is being in Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Of course. So that's what really put him on put him on the map. Um, and I actually just watched this for the first time in, in full uh, on Friday. I think before that I had seen like clips and Really? I think one I think one time in college I was gonna watch it, but uh, I fell asleep and passed out and didn't, didn't watch the whole thing. So this is the first time I actually sat down and watched the whole movie. Wow. Yeah, one of those embarrassing like Did oh you see God. the sequel? No. The sequel's amazing too. That's what I heard the sequel's good. It's fantastic. But I digress. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so Blade Runner, directed by Ridley Scott, uh, as everyone knows, except for me, of course, I'll just go into that. Stars Harrison Ford, he's a Blade Runner, who is charged with the task of hunting down and destroying four replicants, which are some sort of clone android thing. They're like sort of living, but they can think, but the robots, you know, there's there's probably something more about them that I don't really know about because I only saw the movie once. Uh, 
And along the way, uh, Harrison Ford finds out what it means to actually be a human. And a lesson is learned, and everyone's happy at the end. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Howard plays one... Uh, he plays the leader of the four replicants that got out and, and are sort of going on a crime spree in order con to confront uh, their creator. Uh, because what they ultimately want to achieve is the replicants can only live for four years. There's something built into them that kills them off at four years. And uh, he wants to go find his creator to make him sort of take that out so he can live longer than four years. Um, so, I mean, everyone else has seen it, so not to spoil the movie or anything, but... Yeah, things don't exactly go Rutger Hauer's way, um, but it ends on this great climax, like, on top of this building in the rain. It's absolutely gorgeous, and um, Rutger Hauer delivers maybe his most famous line and easily the most famous line from the movie on how, like... He has all these experiences and memories in his head, and then when he dies, they'll be lost like tears in the rain. And, uh, you know, that's what people have been posting all over Facebook for weeks. Or not for weeks, for this last week, I should say. Yeah, and it's uh, it was rumored for a while that he ad-libbed that entire thing, but he really didn't. Yeah. He, oh, he didn't? No, he just he cut it down, like, because it was a lot longer, supposedly, so he cut it down. The only thing he did ad-lib, I believe is uh like tears in the rain oh yeah. well still that's pretty good no, it's great i mean that scene's amazing yeah so i i really liked it um i, I wasn't expecting to i thought it was going to be along the lines of i'm trying to think of another movie that did this okay like the wicker man because we just mentioned that last week where people talk about it for years and i never see it and then i go in and i watch it and i'm like i fucking hated this movie I was worried it was going to be one of those, so I delayed watching it for a long time. But after having watched it, I'm like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. And there's there's a bunch of different versions of it. There's, like, the American cut. There's the the European theatrical cut. There's the director's cut. There's the final cut. I ended up watching the final cut of the movie because that's the quote-unquote Ridley Scott-approved version. Um, but from what I understand, some of the other ones got a lot of differences in them. There's like voiceovers and some other stuff, and certain scenes are cut or added. So each each one is kind of different from each other. So I might check out another one at some point. I don't know about right in a row, but it's a pretty yeah, long. I really movie. liked it. There's a lot going on, and <laughs> you probably need need to take a break. I would I would definitely if you want like something just like that movie, I would watch the sequel almost immediately. Because it, it captures oh, okay. that exact same vibe, just but it has amazing CGI and everything's like, it's just like Blade Runner, but I think it's a little better. Really? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Wow. Cool. What What do you think about it, Shane? I love Blade Runner. Um, I always have done. It is just one of those movies that I have to be in the mood for watching, and everything about it. it it looked beautiful. The design, everything, the technology, it looked way ahead of its time when it was released. <clears throat> and there was just, it was just so mesmerizing to watch because once you started watching it, you just got transfixed into it. And I loved, um, Daryl Hannah was amazing in it as well, as, yeah. as was Rutger Hauer. And you just couldn't fault their performances at all. You couldn't fault anything about the movie. I know a lot. Get. I know some people don't rate it as much, but I was on the fence with it for many, many years. But it's like after rewatching it after 
I think I rewatched it after about 15 years and I realized how much I loved the movie and the soundtrack by Van Gallis as well, which was fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Completely atmospheric and really took you into places with it. And it was just such an amazing movie to watch. The world building in it is just absolutely mm. fantastic. And that, like, you, you know, it's 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 a future that looks very lived in, you know. And uh, partially that helped me get that kind of uh, feeling because of Rutger Hauer in the end when he's talking about all these things he's done. And it's like, man, you don't hear about any of that stuff until he's talking about it. And it kind mm-hmm. of puts in your head, like, these amazing things he's done. It's just so good. The writing is amazing in it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of depth in the movie, and I can see why people, you know, seek out rewatching it a lot. Uh, one thing I loved that I had no idea he was in this <clears throat> was when James Hong shows up, and I'm like, holy shit, it's Lopan! And Elise is like, that's the guy from Big Trouble in Little China. And I was so proud of her at that moment. I was like, you got it, babe. You absolutely, absolutely. got it. <laughs> I also love that he looks like he's 90 years old in this movie. And today, he's like 90 years old. Yep. Like, man, that guy. Unbelievable. So Blade Runner was fucking awesome. Uh, what, what else did you watch this week, Mike? Any other good Rutger Hauer? Um, I've watched... Uh, I th- I only watched three movies. I watched Hitcher, because Val's never mm-hmm. seen it before, so I introduced her to Hitcher. I watched Split Second for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I watched a really horrible movie that I don't really want to bash on this podcast, but it's called uh, Hemoglobin. Oh, and it's okay. very bad, and I really don't want to get into it. Since we're kind of like, "Hey, Roger Hour is great," and it's just like this movie. Uh, well, I, th- I think we could probably mention a little bit. You can't, we, you know, the man's whole career. You can mention. I got some schlock I want to talk about later. Okay, including one movie I had to turn off, Mike. Yeah, I, almost, I basically I, almost turned it off the last few minutes of uh, Hemoglobin as well. All right, why don't we get into The Hitcher, uh, since you just watched that. Okay, um, I'm really horrible at describing movies, as you all know. So I stutter a lot, because I'm thinking, and I get put on the spot. So I'm going to do my best, even though I've seen Hitcher like four or five times. Wow, that much? Yeah, I, I really like it. Um, because, you know, it starts off with a kid. Uh, C. Thomas Howell, I think that's his name. He's like driving down the road and he's delivering a car from Chicago to California. And I don't know why it's it's called a roadaway or driveaway. I don't know what that means. Um, and he's like getting tired and he's drinking coffee and he's smoking cigarettes and he passes out behind the wheel and he almost, he almost gets hit by a truck. So he's like, man, I need to wake up. They didn't have cell phones back then, obviously. So, uh, He's like, hey, I'm going to pick up a hitchhiker. And that hitchhiker is <laughs> Rutger Hauer. And uh, <coughs> it just immediately, as soon as he picks up Rutger Hauer, you know that Rutger Hauer is just a nutbag. Yeah, he's really fucked up in this. And, you know, he sees, he, I was, as C. Thomas Howell is driving, he sees a broken down car. And he's like, maybe, maybe we should help him. And then Rutger Hauer puts his hand on his uh, right leg and he pu- pushes down on it and makes him keep driving. He's like, what'd you do that for? And he says something. But the the point is Rutger Hauer is just a hitcher who goes around just killing people. And uh, it's a very dark movie. Um, 
it's it's not really your typical horror movie it's more of a thriller but the whole time i think it keeps giving you uh new levels of suspense for example uh see thomas howell thinks he's gotten rid of him and then like the next morning he sees this car driving by with a boat attached and in the back you know you, all these kids are like playing guns with C. Thomas Howell and he's like, pew, pew, he's like shooting him back and everything. And all of a sudden, Rutger Hauer pops his head out and uh, he's like, he's like pretending to shoot him too. So uh, I'm just going to call him Tom. I'm not going to say C. Thomas Howell every time. If that's his it's name, I, I, I... It's too much. Yeah, so Tom drives next to him and he's like, hey, you got a weirdo in your car and he's trying to stop him and everything. And <laughs> as he's trying to stop him, the... Um, a truck almost hits him and he gets wiped out and then he kind of gets into an accident and uh, no it was a bus i think yeah it was a bus who hit yeah they, it was a bus and uh so he like passes out and he wakes up a little while later and he's driving again thinking he got rid of him again but he's driving and you see this car that same car that rutger hauer was in and it's like on the side of the road and since there was like kids in the car and everything, you're like, okay, well, maybe some of them survived. You know, it's like the mid '80s. I, I don't really recall a lot of kids dying in movies. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Maybe I just can't think of it off the top of my head. But like, they don't show up. But they just show Tom walking up to the car, getting out of his car and walking up to it. And he just like looks in and just starts puking, which makes me think that Rutger just fucking killed the whole family. And I just thought oh, yeah. it, it's a very dark movie. It's and it keeps doing that ever even in the last like ten minutes with the truck. Oh, and yeah. It, yeah, I mean that's like I was watching it with Val and she was like, Wow, I did not expect that to happen. And it's like, yeah, it's 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 a very well directed movie. It's it's just a really overall good movie. And um yeah, I mean if I I mean, it's been out for since 1986 or whatever. So if you haven't seen it, I mean, do yourself a favor and see it. But, you know, even even the ending is, is really dark. And he just, you know, <laughs> there's there's some plot holes in it, you know, like the entire time Tom's in the truck with spoilers and the entire time Tom's in the truck with Rutger Hauer, the cops could have been trying to free that girl. You know, they just they kind of yeah. don't. <laughs> and yeah. Mel was Let's... like, why don't they just like do it now? And, uh, put it in neutral. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like watching the TV. I'm like, put it in neutral. And uh, he just, you know, drives and she gets just torn in half. They don't show it, but you know that it happens. And it's just an overall great movie. And uh, yeah, I would, I, I think it's one of Rutger Hauer's best performances, like next to Blade Runner. What I love in that movie is his smile yep. because he's like smiling the whole time and it's it's like this most genuine like he looks so goddamn friendly you're like oh this he seems like such a nice guy <laughs> but man he is he's a psychopath in this definitely great Shane have you seen this one yes <laughs> you fart? Oh, I did <laughs> all right <laughs> oh my god so what did you think of it other than farting? <laughs> okay, on Mike. Uh, I think The Hitch was a fucking awesome movie. Um, not seen it. God, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, <laughs> I haven't seen it for a long while, actually, to the point where you talking about it has just made me think, I need to fucking see that movie. And I'm now going to go onto Amazon and buy it. Um. <laughs> I mean, I 
first like I tried uh, streaming it like on Tubi or Amazon or somewhere, and it's like not really anywhere. It's on Hulu, Netflix, or anything. And I'm like, eh. but the full movie's on YouTube. <laughs> so if you want to watch yeah. it, go to YouTube. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it, amazingly, and I, I couldn't believe this. This isn't on Blu-ray in like the U.S. and like easily accessible. Yeah, I've got the DVD what? of it, but I was I n- did not know it was not on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's what I thought. And you know what, Mike? I'm watch. I watched my DVD this morning of it, and I go, you know what? This is an old shitty DVD. Like it doesn't, you know how you get those like the the pixelation and a bunch of other shit and like older DVDs. Yeah. I'm like, I should get a Blu-ray of this. This will look great. And I went online. I'm like, holy shit! There, you know, there's only Region Two Blu-rays. That's interesting. So, yeah, it's weird, it's especially I, because I can't find it on Blu-ray anywhere on Amazon. It's on. It's there's German Blu-rays and stuff. Uh, I yeah. saw of it. Um, but what's weird is that this movie was pretty popular. It spawned not only a sequel, but also a remake. So, weird. The sequel, by the way, stars Jake Busey. I, I can see I watched that. It. Yeah. yeah if I, remember, I watched it one time. Didn't the remake have uh, Sean Bean in it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, the remake's got Sean Bean. Yeah, I thought so. So... Yeah, but that's cool. Uh, how about you, Shane? Did you watch any Rudger Hauer this week? No, I didn't. I didn't, basically, because um, I knew we'd be talking about a lot of the horror stuff. And, you know, although I have vague memories of stuff I've watched by him, I have... Uh, yes, shut up! Um, I have watched a lot of his movies over the years. So I'll be... Um, I think, with the exception of... Oh, actually, yes, I did. I did watch a Rudger Hauer movie. Um, because he played Thalos in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's I, you know, I was hoping you were going to mention that because I knew that would be a, a go-to for you, Shane, as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, the original movie, not the TV show. Yeah, what? Now, now, well, he's telling you. Look, look, you've got food. Fucking eat it, cat. Jesus Christ. So, uh, it's been a long time since I watched that Buffy movie. Is he, like, the main bad guy? In yeah, it? yeah, he is. He's, he's just so fucking... It's so cheesy and camp, and it's like... David Arquette is in it, and Luke Perry's in it. Christ, Christy Swanson, she plays Buffy. Um, but Thalos is just, like, just cheesy, campy... Like, cheesetastic vampire old school kind of thing. Paul Rubens is in it as well. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's just, uh, it's just one of those movies that's just so fucking, <sighs> it's just cheesy, man. You know, it came out in 1992. Um, originally it was written by Joss Whedon. Um, and he, he was, um, his script was completely disassembled and rearranged, and I think there's only one line of his that remains in the movie. Um, but uh, Rick Hara, he was pretty fucking funny in it, actually. But, um, with Paul Rubens as his sidekick, and then as obviously as he res- he resurrects him, and uh, he just goes around hunting the vampire slayers. Um, and that's it? Yeah, but obviously... Um, oh, I keep calling him Thalos. It's not. It's Lothos. 
but um, basically, it's she's um, she bests him in a really bad fight, as in it's really fucking bad. But basically, uh, it's um, the guy who right. Basically, Buffy's watcher is Merrick, and he warns her of Thalos and or Lothos, even for fuck's sake. And uh, basically, Lothos then kills Merrick and he then attacks her school and turns pretty much all of the students into vampires so then Buffy ends up fighting um, these vampires um, and Paul Rubin oh, what is his fucking name I can't remember what his fucking name is that yeah him no I can't remember what his name is in the film but um, yeah, I know who Paul Rubens is. I may play Pee Wee Herman. But um, basically, Lothos is trying to turn Buffy into a vampire, and he essentially fails. And um, he comes up with uh, some of the classic one-liners in the movie. <clears throat> Sweet. I-, I remember liking that, but it- again, it has been. I don't even know. More than more than fifteen years since I've seen this movie, like forever. Have you ever seen the first Buffy, Mike? No, never. I never was a huge Buffy fan. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember watching this, you know, way before the series and everything came out, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a weird movie." And then, um, and then they had the series come out, and I'm like, "Well, I didn't like the movie, so I'm definitely not going to watch this series." <laughs> See, <it's- laughs> Oh, That's the extent of my Buffy knowledge. Yeah, I'm I'm a Buffy the Vampire Slayer geek. Um, I do Uh-oh. actually. What? No, my uh, my cat now is starting to come in. She's starting to bitch. Oh, you assholes! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I don't have to edit it. I don't care. I don't have to edit it. I'm not going to. It's just everyone's going to hear this. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go on. Yeah, no. There was a. There's actually um, an exchange between Lothos and Buffy, where she holds up a cross and he's like, "This is your defense, please. Your puny faith." And she says, "No." And the cross ignites into flames, and then she tosses the cap off a hairspray can, and she says, "It's my keen fashion sense." And she sprays the flame, shooting them at his face. That was one memorable line, and then the scene where he says, "I'm going for a snack," and he picks up a kitten. <laughs> Eating cats. Yeah. Nice. Great. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought he was probably okay in that, but I don't remember much. Uh, yeah. His performance doesn't stand out in my head. No, it doesn't. But one movie where his performance absolutely stands out is a 1989 action film called Blind Fury. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've seen that movie one time, and I don't remember anything about it, but it's amazing. I know I've watched this movie when I was little, and I just watched it again this week, and oh my god, dude, it is some of the funniest shit I have seen in a long time. I had such a good time with this movie. I shared a clip of it to, to you guys, and I put that on the... I think I put that on the Facebook group. I don't remember. I think so. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with uh, any of the Zatoichi films. No. 
So the Zatoichi films are, uh, it's a Japanese film series, started off in the early 60s, carried through into the 70s. I want to say it's like, shit, I don't know, 18 or 19 movies or something? Like a ton of movies. Uh. And they're all about a blind swordsman that travels from town to town in, in medieval Japan and, you know, writes the wrongs, does the good deed, helps the people, kills the bad guys... And, like, everyone always underestimates him because he's a blind guy. This movie is a remake of one of those Zatoichi movies, uh, specifically called Zatoichi's Challenge. And I've watched a bunch of these things. I love the Zatoichi films. They're fucking awesome. And the fact that they made this starring Rutger Hauer is... It's so crazy. Like, I can't believe that they not only, like, someone thought of this, but they actually did it. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, well, now we're going to make it. So basically in the plot, Rutger Hauer is in Vietnam, uh, an explosion goes off and blinds him, and he's healed and um, essentially trained like how to, how to move around his world by some, I guess he's like a Vietnamese swordsman? I don't know, I, I, maybe there's some Vietnamese sword martial art I don't know about. I just know that he spends most of his time cutting melons in half or something. And... Um, he makes his way back to the United States and he goes to visit one of his war buddies because he doesn't know that Rutger Hauer's alive. And there's all kinds of crazy scenes. Like, he meet, he goes to a place to get tacos and some guy tries tricking the blind man and, and feeds him hot sauce, like extra hot sauce instead of mild hot sauce to try to trick him. And then Rutger Hauer beats up all his buddies. It's so fucking weird. There's some pretty violent parts, too. There's, like, he cuts people's hands off. He's gutting people. And, I mean, not to spoil it, but there's one... The very final, like, fight scene, it, like, ends in the most amazing, like, scene. There's, like, a big dude. I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's been in a bunch of movies as, like, sort of the, the big bruiser guy, the, the muscle that works for, our, you know, a mob boss or something. And he literally... He cuts him down the middle and knocks him out a window... <laughs> And there's, like, this animated scene of him falling down with his legs kicking and his body just splits in half as he, like, cartoon falls into nothing. It's so good. And then I was, as I was reading on IMDb, they were like, this scene was remade in Star Wars Episode One <laughs> when he cuts Darth Maul in half. And I'm like, that's where I've seen it before. I knew I've seen that. <laughs> no, this is great. Great stupid stupid movie Rutger Hauer plays a blind swordsman and it's there's a lot of comedy in it there's scenes where he the little kid mm -hmm. he, he's taking a little kid back to Vegas not Vegas I'm sorry Vegas would make sense he's taking a little kid back to Reno Nevada which sucks and uh the Zatoichi I see Zatoichi uh Rutger Hauer falls in the mud and the little kid laughs at him and then the little kid falls in the mud and Rutger Hauer laughs at him. The kid's like, stop laughing at me. And he goes to get on a bus with the kid. And the kid digs through the mud and finds a rock. Goes up to Rutger Hauer and says, hey, I, I'm sorry. I, uh, some guy gave me a piece of candy and I wanted to share it with you. And he goes, oh, great. So Rutger Hauer puts the, puts the rock in his mouth. And he's like chewing on it. Making this weird face. And the kid's like looking at him. And you can't tell if the kid's starting to feel bad because he made a blind man eat a rock. And Rutger Hauer spits it out and hits the kid right in the eye with it. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, man. I loved it. Great.
terrible movie. Uh, it, it, although he wasn't super, he wasn't super Rutger Howery in this movie. You know, it, it, it wasn't like uh, in the Hitcher or Blade Runner where he's got that like maniacal look on his face. It, he was just kind of goofy in this one, but I still liked it. It was funny. So, um, what else do we got on here? Split second, Mike. You just watched this. Yes. Split second. Um, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, uh, so split second is a movie I was not prepared for. Um, because <laughs> it, it, was, it was awesome. The tagline, if you're not familiar with split second, the tagline is, he's seen the future, now he has to kill it. And and Rutger Hauer's walking with a shotgun on the front cover. And um, so it takes place in the future where um, I guess it's flooded in London. And Rutger Hauer's there and he's a cop. And you know it's a good movie because he's like the, the renegade cop. You know what I mean? Like that 80s, like even though it was made in 1992. But it reminds me of like a, like a renegade cop movie in the 80s. And they had like the most cliche line that made me laugh. Because they're like, uh, they're complaining about Rutger Hauer's attitude, and Rutger Hauer, uh, they're talking about him, and they're like, "Well, I heard he's the best." And the other guy was like, "That's because he is." And I was like, "This is great." It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. But anyway, it's um, Rutger Hauer's like some renegade cop, and he's kind of got like paranoia, and he's freaking out. He's got really bad anxiety problems because. Uh, some years back, he was uh, investigating this tunnel thing, this tunnel system, and his partner died under mysterious circumstances. And um, throughout the movie, these people keep dying under mysterious circumstances. So uh, the police bring in this uh, this uh, British like scientist guy who I forget like his actual occupation in the movie, but he's there to help Rutger Hauer because he's like uh, a professional in the occult and he reads and he's a nerd. And the entire time Rutger Hauer and him are buttonheads, like the typical like buddy cop movie that it kind of is. And it turns out that the, the thing that's killing all these people is like some demon from hell and <laughs> who can apparently wield a shotgun because yep. there's one scene where Rutger Hauer gets out of his car and they, they both go walk or drive somewhere and you see the demon like <laughs> slash his trunk and like steal his like his guns and uh, yeah and, like the whole movie like if you get scratched by him you like share his DNA and it's basically Rutger Hauer just trying to chase a demon from hell and a lot of people die there's some really great effects to it the uh his buddy that's like british or whatever he's really bad in the movie in my opinion like i think it's his, like his character arcs are just annoying and it like it even annoys rutger hauer and uh kim cattrall is in it that's his yep. love interest and yeah it's it it's a very like for some reason, I wasn't expecting a demon from hell being the like the bad guy of the movie, and then you finally see it towards the end of it. Like you finally see the creature, what it looks like, even though you could see see it on the cover. But they keep it in the shadows throughout the whole movie. And uh, apparently, his uh, his quirk is eating chocolate and drinking coffee and smoking. He's like the worst things you can do, and that I guess curves his 
paranoia and anxiety. So it's it's a very very fun movie um, because of how intense it gets. The the effects are fantastic in it, and uh, yeah. So it's it's a very I, I I'd say it's an underrated movie because I don't really remember hearing about it too much. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd go so far as to say it's it's a cult classic that not enough people talk about because. Every time I see this movie, I, I think it's better and better because it's so, so fucking cheesy. Like, when the when the nerd guy starts becoming badass yeah. and he's like, starts, he starts acting more like Rutger Hauer. That Howard. was hard to watch for me. Like, this guy... <laughs> it's so fucking I was, terrible. like, looking at the other stuff this guy's done, and apparently he's, like, he does a lot of video game voices. And, uh, oh, okay. I was like, this guy, I mean, I'm sure he's a good actor, but... And this, he's pretty bad. Like he's he's like smoking Rutger Hauer's like cigars and everything. He's like, I need guns. I need big fucking guns. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. Did, all right, Has that, did they ever explain why Rutger Hauer's a cop in England? I don't think so. I think in the beginning they said he's just been fired from everywhere. So I'm assuming he just he got the job there. <laughs> I, did they ever explain why it was flooded? Yes, in the in the very beginning, there's a text crawl that says uh, global warming and a bunch of other stuff. Oh. So that that's why London's flooded and full of rats and other things. <laughs> it's full of rats anyway. <laughs> Not a big stretch. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like the movie. It's fucking really dumb. What's crazy is that that movie, Mike, has been in the U.S. technically out of print since the VHS days. Really? They had one tiny DVD release in, like, 2000. And, you know, it, it's gone, it's went away, they never fucking put it out again, there hasn't been Blu-rays or anything in the U.S. There's a bunch in the U.K., I actually have a German Blu-ray of it. Uh, and there, I think there's a couple British copies on DVD. But, uh, yeah, it sort of sunk away, and I was amazed to see it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's how I watched it. Yeah, so I said everybody go check this out on Amazon Prime. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's uh, it's super fun. Like I wasn't expecting the how how fun it was. Like Rutger Hauer, all he's doing is just like he's hell bent on killing everything and and they... oh, he's also psychic. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, that's why he gets <laughs> those anxiety like flare ups. He's psychic. Well, that's pretty good. It's on Blu-ray. I could have it by. Friday the 16th of August um, for £11.07. There you go, Shane. You could be knee-deep in Rutger Hauer. But there is a version I could buy, buy new for £127.62 plus £10 delivery, usually dispatched within three to four working days. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I ain't gonna fuck off. Anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, that one's good. Um, another another vampire outing of, of his, Shane, that I completely forgot about despite having watched the movie. Uh, he was in the Salem's Lot remake in uh, 2004. Yeah, he was. Rob Lowe. Yeah, so he played Barlow in that. Yeah, I don't remember much about that, to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I do not remember. I saw that one time. For yeah. this podcast and quickly wiped it from my memory. Yeah, likewise, actually. <laughs> He's also in the really <laughs> shitty Argento Dracula movie. Oh my god, Mike! 
fuck, how did I forget about that? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I didn't remember it, because then I probably would have watched it again. I was thinking about watching it myself again. It came oh. free in that horror block I used to get. I'm like, man. I am so sad about that movie. That movie makes me depressed because to see what Argento has become. Oh, don't watch that, everybody. If if you're looking for Rudger Hauer, stay away from that Argento Dracula movie. Good God. Um, another one you should stay away from, and I watched, I, I'm going to say a half hour, maybe 45 minutes of this, is a movie called Omega Doom. Now, this one's from 1996, and I'm just going to give you a brief, you know, this is as much as I know about the plot from the beginning of the movie and everything else. So there's, in the future, there's a robot-human war, and the robots are winning, and a robot named Omega Doom is about to kill this human on top of a big pile of dead humans. And somebody shoots the robot in the back of the head. The robot's name is Omega Doom. By being shot in the back of the head, it reprograms his CPU or something, and he takes his helmet off, and he's Rudger Hauer. So now, years in the future, Rudger Hauer is roaming around the wasteland because the robots dropped atomic bombs and killed everybody. And there's, like, maybe a couple humans left, but I don't remember seeing any of them up until the start of the movie. And, um... He goes into a town, it's basically like a western, where he's trying to play both sides of, like, this robot town. Where one group of robots wants to get rid of the other group, and nobody's getting along. But Rudger Hauer knows where the stash of guns are. It is unwatchable, man. This movie is so bad. I... I could not take another minute of it. I was like, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to stop watching this and go on to something else. After that, I, that's when I put on um, uh, Split Second because I I gave up on this. Omega Doom is so bad. Just I've never even heard good. of it. Have you ever seen oh, a Cyborg starring Van Damme? I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Okay, so the director of that movie is the director and writer of this one. And I feel like if that guy had his way with that Van Damme movie, he would have made it into this Omega Doom. <laughs> it's just, it's fucking terrible. Everybody's terrible in it. So that's that's a, that's a sad part of Riker Hauer's career. <laughs> um, another smaller thing he was in, he was in Batman Begins, which everybody sort of forgets about. What? Yeah. He played, he was the guy that ran the Wayne Corporation. While Bruce Wayne was off training. Get out of here. Are you serious? And, and then Bruce Wayne comes back and he's like, listen, Bruce, you know, all you, it's a bit complicated with the, 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 the numbers and all this. But basically you're out and essentially kicks Bruce Wayne out of his own company. And then at the end of the movie, Bruce Wayne tricks him and gets the company back. And he's like, it's a bit complicated. Interesting. I, I, yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's a cool little part. But the last one I wanted to talk about, fellas... And I think this is a great, I don't know, I, I think it's like a peak, peak Rutger Hauer, is Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah, I, I, I know I said I only watched three movies this week, but I I uh, started this last night as my movie, and I got like halfway through and then I fell asleep. But Have you seen it before? Yes, and I initially did not like it. Okay. Because I thought it was too out there and too over the top. And uh, See, I, I'm, gonna, I'm a complete opposite on this one. Yeah. I think they... I mean, not complete opposite. That would be that's not over the top enough. I think it's exactly what they needed. Yeah, as I was and, watching it again, I enjoyed it a lot more because I think someone commented on my post, 
and uh, they were like, you got to watch it in like a trauma uh, like yes. vision. And I'm like, oh, okay. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, I like this a lot more now. Yeah. So Shane, you watched Hobo with a Shotgun, right? Of course I have. I own it on Blu-ray. So what do you think about it? I love it. It's just a total gore fest. Um, it's, yeah, it's out there and it's intentionally out there because it's just fucking just brutality. I mean, it's like, what more could you want? You've got crooked cops, pedophile Santas, scumbags, and left, right, and fucking center, and it just goes around and just, like, blats every single fucker, one of them. You know, it's awesome. Um, and it is just gory as hell. It's just fucking... Oh, man, it's just gallons of blood all over the place, and it's like you've got all those kill scenes as well, like the, the guy being thrown into the sewer with the sewer grate around his head. Yes. Um, Ricky from Trailer Park Ricky. Boys. Yeah, uh, I love that I saw this movie before I knew about Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> so that never stuck with me. And then today I'm watching it again, and I call Lisa into the room like, "Babe, come in here, watch this." And she goes, "What episode is this?" <laughs> <laughs> he gets his head ripped off. Yeah, it's. It was just. I mean, it's it's glaringly obvious that it was made on the cheap, you know. Oh, what I say on the cheap. I mean, for them, it was like the budget was approximately $3 million. And it was just, you could tell that there was no fucking CGI in it at all. It was all practical effects. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome, you know? I mean, even to the point of fucking ridiculous. And you're like, how the hell did they get away with all of this? You know, it's... It's like, what the fuck is it they've got in those cells? What kind of creature is that? You know, when he's... Is it with the tentacles yeah. swinging around? Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's like, oh, no what? explanation yeah. needed. It's like, I want to see the creature with the tentacles. I want to see what the fuck it is. Because um, it was, it's just fucking insane. It's completely insane. And it's great. It's just total fucking gore fest. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's really over the top. And whoever whoever mentioned that comment on your on your post, Mike, about uh, it was, getting into uh, a trauma, yeah, trauma it was mindset, Thomas Liggett or Liget or whatever. Okay, a hundred percent on this. And I said this from the first time I watched it. This movie is what trauma wishes it could be now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like if trauma continued on their hilarious over the top gore and antics from the eighties. A uh, hobo with a shotgun would be where they're at right now. Like, but they, but it's not. Troma's like I, I'm not gonna say a joke, but they're not making the same type of movies they were making back in the '80s. And this this thing is absolutely 100 percent that trauma feel. Uh, I, I actually think that the the movie looks great. It's got this beautiful like super saturated tone to it, where the blues are really blue and the reds are really red. And, like, there are some shots that are, like, I'm like, wow, that's genuinely a good shot. And then the next scene is, like, Rutger Hauer eating a fistful of glass. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's the bum fight scene as well, where they're paying bums just to fucking scrap while they film it and yeah. stab yeah. each other up. And, you know, fucking the cop trying to rape the prostitute and all the rest of it. And Yep. And then Rutger Hauer comes along and then fucking blows him away. You're like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> they blow his head off. Yeah. And then he uses the cop's body as camouflage to wheel himself out in a shopping cart. Yeah. 
And then he pops out of it. He comes out through the stomach. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's just fucking oh. just brutal as fuck. It's awesome. It's absolutely brutal. And I love that Rutger Howard did this. He's like this accomplished actor. And they're like, hey, do you want to play a hobo with a shotgun? He's like, yeah. The, uh, the maker of hobo with a shotgun. He keeps posting on the uh, Magnet uh, Facebook page. And he, he keeps updating like uh, things of him and Rutger Hauer. And I guess he asked Rutger Hauer. He's like, why did you do this movie? And uh, Rutger was like, oh, I met you and I knew I had to do it. And he's, I guess him and Rutger Hauer, like he, Rutger would tell him like all these like old stories and everything. It just he makes him seem like such a great guy. Yeah. I bet. I mean, you got to have a sense of humor. To be able to want to do something like this. And I think you can actually see a little bit of that in The Hitcher. You know, that was like 20, 30 years prior to that. And you could see him, like, having a good time playing this, like, child-murdering psychopath. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I I love this movie. Um, I think more people should talk about it. I think it needs another another run, another push, uh, because it's, it's really fun. And... That's it, man. There's not a whole lot to say about it. There's some crazy stuff. There's a lot of gore. There's parts that even even though I knew they were coming, watching it for the second or third time, I'm still wincing. Like, oh, like towards the end where the girl comes in with the, uh, she's got the lawnmower strapped oh, on one man, arm and yeah. the freaking axe. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> when she gets her fucking hand taken off and she starts stabbing the guy with a stump. Dude, it is <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It's like her oh, screaming. Shit. Her screaming is just like so high pitched. You're like, Jesus Christ, when is it going to fucking stop? And then she's it got that does. stump of bone. And then she starts stabbing him in the chest that with she it. she weaponizes? Yeah. Oh, now, even, even worse than that, Shane, is when she uses the stump as a lever. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's just her scream as she's doing it as well. Because you, you can almost feel the fucking pain that she's going through as yeah. she's doing it. I think because this movie's responsible for like um, like Turbo Kid. Yeah, I love that. Movie. Like, yeah, it has it has a lot of similar aspects to Turbo Kid. Where, and it, you know, and it has Michael Ironside in it. Come on. Oh well, right. Turbo Kid's got Michael Ironside. Yeah, but yeah, I I think this is that one was a great movie. Have you guys watch any other stuff with uh, Rutger Hauer in it or anything else come to mind? Like I said, I watched that Hemoglobin movie and. Um... I wouldn't really recommend that. I just I was kind of on his IMDb page, and I was like, yeah, what else was has he been in? And I torrented that because I couldn't find it anywhere. And uh, I'm glad I did because that was a piece of garbage movie. He was. Um, he... Yeah. What? Go on, sorry. Go on. You you all right? So like the the main character in it has like a degenerative blood disease and they go to an island and Rutger Hauer's the doctor on the island and they kind of dig up about this main guy's family and how they've always been there. The last uh, of his relatives were there for like 75 years ago and like Rutger Hauer and them are trying to like figure his past out and I guess there's like little monsters running around and they just like kill people. And one of the funniest parts that made me laugh is because, like, imagine hitting your pillow and that sound it makes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of the monsters lifts up a woman and hits her in the neck and it makes that pillow sound. (laughs) And it just, and it's so funny because it's like, picks up, he's like, and there's like no extra sounds to it. It's just that sound. And she goes on the ground, there's just blood gushing from her neck. (laughs) 
I started laughing because it was it was horrible, and it ends with like the the lead guy going up to his stepsister that I guess it's always been there, and it's just it's a mess of a movie. It looks like a low budget. It's made, it was made in '97, so it looks like that Lifetime production quality where it's like I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I would not recommend that. But I gave it a chance, and Rutger Howard was like decent in it because he's a good actor. And he was, like, the only thing holding that together. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, it, when you see, like, some of his stuff when he's really good, you're like, wow, this guy is fucking amazing. And I, I see it even in, like, some of his schlocky movies, like, that where he plays the blind swords guy. You're like, okay, I could pick it up a little bit in here, even though he's sort of being goofy and cutting people's hands off and shit. But, like, in Hobo with a Shotgun, there's that one scene where he's at the nursery, and he's looking over all the, the babies in the hospital, and he's talking about how they're going to be born, and they're going to be, like, some... If they stay in the city, they're going to be, like, scum, and, you know, pieces of trash, like, doing terrible things to other people. And he's like, or you could end up like me, a hobo with a shotgun! And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! And he sold that really well. <laughs> oh, like, how can you sell that? It's so good. So, he's going to be missed, I think. He's, uh, you know, it's it's not somebody that comes up to mind, I think, when, you know, not right up front where you're like, oh, yeah, I love that guy. But as soon as you start thinking about the, the roles he's played and what he's been in, you're like, holy shit, he was, like, really good in fucking everything. Oh, another one I forgot about to mention, uh, in Sin City, yeah. he plays um, the Cardinal, Cardinal Rourke in Sin City. That was another great one. Try, so. Trying to think what else I've seen him in. He was in True Blood. For f- I never watched True Blood. No, he was in a few episodes of True Blood as well. Mm. Yeah, probably like a lot of stuff in the '80s. Just a ton of little little roles in movies. Oh, Surviving the Game. He plays one of the guys hunting Ice T in Surviving the Game. <laughs> Actually, in that one, if I remember, uh, he like he. I don't know if he had makeup or whatever, but he doesn't look like Rudger Howard. He's got like a goatee and he's got this um, uh, bandana wrapped around his head. He looks like a fucking psychopath, but complete transformation. Yeah, I'm not really seeing much of anything that I've seen that he's done. Oh, I saw this one thing on an episode of uh, Best of the Worst. Turbulence 3, Heavy Metal. Oh, yeah, I've seen that episode, too. <laughs> Was he in that? Apparently, he plays one of the pilots. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? Good God. So, yeah, he was great. Any last thoughts, fellas? No, nothing I can think of. It's just, yeah, I think you said it all, really. He is going to be missed. He, uh, he has left a, a very good legacy. And uh, there's a lot to choose from to watch, but we all know what the classic movies would be that everyone's going to go to. If I was going to pick two to go watch, uh, honestly, probably Blade Runner and Hobo with a Shotgun. It's <laughs> that's the entire range, baby. You got it all right there in those. I don't movies. know. I would, I would probably have to pick Hitcher and Split Second. Okay, I really like yep. Split Second. I think I'd go with Blade Runner and Hobo with a shotgun, personally. <laughs> Two extremes. Very extremes. Yeah. So. All right, great. 
Well, I think that just about wraps it up for today. Um, if anybody needs to get a hold of us, again, the Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Facebook group, all you need is blood. Our Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And if you want to get a hold of me, uh, I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. And on Instagram, all you need, Ryan. Shane? Um, you can find me on Instagram, RoboGinge74. Um, Twitter, Dead Cell Society. I'm also on the Facebook groups. I'm also on the UHM message board as well. Yeah, I'm on the uh, message board, Facebook group. I run the Instagram <clears throat> page. So you could tell, uh, tell me how much we suck through there. Yes. <laughs> you can tell us all. We don't take it personally. Mike might, but I do. Mike, I do. I do. Oh shit! All right, boys. Well, thanks for joining me again today. Thanks for everybody for listening. And I guess that's about it. I'll just say bye for now. Take it easy. Yeah. So I have not uploaded the previous episode, but I will as soon as we stop this. I didn't want to have it running in the background because I didn't. I thought like with the upload. My upload speed sucks ass on Comcast, so I was going to wait until we were done doing this. Yeah, it's all good. As soon as you tag me, I'll put it on Instagram. But yeah, I'm going to go take a dump and eat some food, so. Same time, baby. Save it. Yeah, I have have an oven in my bathroom. (laughs) 